And welcome back to Nerd Radio, your national nerd net radio direct. Here with you is your host, Nick and Nate. Hi, I'm Nick. How How's everybody doing? Hi, I'm Nate. I was waiting for Nick to intro me, but he didn't. So hi, everybody. We're here. I, I Well, see, I was doing a voice, and then we were doing ourselves. <laughs> so today, um, we're, we're back from out of space, and uh, we've been taking a break for lately. We've been trying to figure out stuff, but hey, 2020 is coming, and we really want to make sure to up the ante, so to speak, when it comes to ThreadX reproductions in general. So you're going to expect to see a lot more from us, whether that be from our podcast or whether that be from our YouTube. So if you haven't already, please, please, please go to our YouTube at ThreadX3 Productions on YouTube and check out. We're going to have a lot more stuff. Um, it's going to be really good. Um, also, you can check out our Apex Legends hubcast which is our podcast go to tx3 productions on twitter and uh, thread x3 productions on instagram if that's how you like to follow also discord is in the description down below or pinned to the top of the twitter all right oh yeah link in bio yo so today what we're doing is the best video games of the year. So uh, a couple caveats, then a couple little quid pro crows that we might want to mention here is um, we both have PlayStation 4s, and so that's primarily what we uh, played on. Um, then, so when you're like, hey, what about Gears of War for best shooter? It's like, well, we don't play that. So we don't play no foo. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. But... Um, that's just something we want to put out there right off the bat. These are just our personal games of the years and so forth. So, you ready to get started? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's do this. All right. So, the best action slash adventure game. So, to start off the list, we've got Resident Evil 2 Remake. Resident Evil. So, it's- I was like, how much experience did you have with that personally? Because I know, like, I played, I played, I didn't get to finish it, unfortunately, but I got a huge chunk of it through. So, I'm going to give you guys a little disclaimer. This has been the year that Nate has not played a lot of video (laughs) games, but has consumed pretty much content for all of them. So, it's very interesting. I'm very enlightened on a lot of these games, but as far as physical playthrough, Mm -hmm. for some reason, 2019 has not been my year for games. I, I don't know what it is. Um... From what I experienced of Resident Evil 2, I mainly had watched a couple walkthroughs and playthroughs and you gotcha. know people's reactions, experiences. But from what I've seen about it, this is how you remake a game yeah. nowadays. Yeah. One, because, 1,000%. Yeah. Because it's, the game itself is beautiful. It looks like – this is what I love about remakes of games is when they completely and utterly start from scratch, so to speak, but still are able to – have that same DNA that you remember, but right. not only does it look good, it plays and feels a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, 
it's the same thing that kind of happened with like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, but I would say even better because it's like it plays like what I was in my mind when I was playing it the originally. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, the tank controls and everything, yada, yada, yada. But it's like in my mind, the way I was imagining, you know, a situation going down, it's like I feel like that's how it plays, you know? Because it's like obviously if I was going to imagine it, yes, it would be a third person, you know, over the shoulder, you know, and every time I shoot him, like, you know. I mean, one thing that like um, one thing out of many that Resident Evil 4 got right was just like the over the shoulder and like when you shoot them in certain parts of their body, like they really react and it added weight to everything. And so, um, you know, I, I like the fact that you can also move, (laughs) but they made it so that like your cursor is like super huge. If you even just start slowly walking and then when you stop, it'll get really small. So you're so much more accurate if you stay still, but it's not a 100% you have to stop moving. And so I really like that. The overall feel of the game is kind of like what you were saying, how they they remade it from the ground up, but it's like so much of it felt familiar, but at the same time, like a brand new experience. And so I really like how they towed the line from, oh, there's that room that I remember, but something else happens. Um, but they still pay plenty of homage to the original as well. So everything about it is absolutely wonderful um so i'd say the next one we're gonna stay on that zombie train uh world war z like oh my god world war z like what was so amazing about that is they created a new engine essentially for it and that was so that they could have swarms and swarms of zombies yeah it's one of those things uh, definitely an unexpected game mm-hmm. um you were super hype on it and i'm like you know okay cool you're like you know oh, I'll, I'll try it i'll try it out and how it was able to combine dna from left for dead yeah but basically extend it to a third person game third person shooter game and also have the you know effect of you having to worry about hordes and hordes and hordes of zombies instead of you know a very typical kind of normal sandbox with left for dead i was not expecting it if you ask me what the story is can't tell you yeah i'd say the story is the number one fault of this game or the only real big fault um because instead of like left for dead where you play the same four characters you actually play four different characters for every area. I hated that. It made me have absolutely no connection to the characters, and so therefore felt a lot more arcadey. So when it comes to the gameplay, it being more arcadey wasn't necessarily um, a bad thing, but as far as staying power, I will remember Threat uh, Left for Dead a lot more than I would remember World War Z. And the only thing I would remember about World War Z is the swarms. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things, too. Now, to give it credit, it stays true to the original material. You true. know, the fact yeah. of the original World War Z book being, a, being several stories of different people. So, I mean, yeah. in that sense, it's very true to that. But in terms of gameplay mechanics, you're absolutely right. I will still remember my experiences with... Um, you know, all the characters from Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. Two more so because I play more of it. But 
Plus there was the, Nick on too. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, but the, the story kind of reminds me of the first Titanfall in a way with World War Z, mm-hmm. because I can't tell you what the story is in, in Titanfall one, apart from stuff that I've read. But when you go to play it, depending on what map you play, it's different parts of the so so-called campaign. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it doesn't really mesh together for a full cohesive story. That's the same way with World War Z. You match make, you could, play any mission it, it, it you know you can play it in order if you want but when you match make True. there's a good chance that you know you're going to find a random part of the story that you know it just just doesn't build up again but it's one of those that i was super surprised how much fun i had yeah. at the time i had with it yeah. i think the the biggest uh downfalls is the story not feeling a connection and then the connection to internet the fact that like me and you couldn't just do a private match with each other like i haven't been back maybe they've added it but the fact that we couldn't just do a private match me and you with two ai really pissed me off because that made it so much less likely because being stuck with a bunch of people who maybe, you know, went a mile ahead when we're trying to find secrets was so frustrating. And so honestly, that's the number one reason why this can't be the best action adventure because there's just, there's too many negatives. And the negatives that it does have is just too big because not being able to do a private, you could do that in Left 4 Dead. And that's, unfortunately, of course, that's what people are going to, you know, compare it to is well this is like left for dead so it should play like left for dead it plays like it but then that connection to other people i hated that absolutely hated it especially since i can essentially do single player with three bots why can't i do the same thing with uh with one of my buddies like the same thing happened with me and one of my other buddies kevin we were playing this game together and we just fell off it was mainly because we got to tokyo and there's this one part near the uh parking garage that dear god is so freaking hard to get past um and so either we'd have dumb ai because people would drop out or just dumb people so it's like at some points it's like i almost feel like the ai might have actually been better but anyways so that's honestly the main reason it can't go up to the upper echelon you know what i mean yeah i can i I can agree with that definitely yeah it's i just it's fine but it's not i just realized i should have been the one that did resident evil 2 i'm an idiot so cuphead is the next one cuphead for switch i i feel like this was the that's the one caveat that allows us to put it on this year's because it came out for the switch and that's what i personally played it on um did you ever get a chance to play cuphead um i played a little bit i have a buddy of mine who has a switch i played a little bit on there but when it originally came out on xbox no because my xbox was stolen at that point (laughs) so i i didn't get to pick it up but i'm gonna say something Uh that nick is gonna absolutely hate Mm -hmm. another game like celeste that I feel like works really well for the Switch. Yeah. Okay. A really good Switch game because it's one of those that Cuphead, I remember seeing on Xbox. I'm like, this is really cool. It's great that Xbox has an exclusive everybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. But take that to a portable console like the Switch where, you know, I am playing on my TV. You know, I never play. I have my Switch too. I never play on TV almost ever. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the idea of, oh, I'm playing. Oh, I got to go to work. I got to get on the bus or something like that. Pop off. Okay. Now I'm still playing. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of those. I feel like it adds a little bit more longevity to 
to the game. Um, and it's one of those that it felt good on Switch. Yeah. Like it felt good. It, some like Doom, for example, Doom does not feel good on Switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doom, if you played it on PS4, PC, you cannot play it on Switch. So this doesn't feel like that, which I, which I was kind of surprised by. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I like the feel of it. I obviously think it would be just fine on a freaking con, a real console. Ooh. But no, it's a really good game. And actually, like, the first time I played it, I think I played it on the Xbox. It was at an event or something. So somebody had an Xbox. I tried it out. I actually kind of hated it. Um, and that was because I went to the first level. It was a run and gun level. And this is like, this game is too freaking hard. Like, this is annoyingly hard. There's so many instances where it's like, this is like a bullet hell where you're just supposed to make. And then um, something just told me, no, try it again. Now you have a switch or whatever. You know, maybe you'll feel better as like a Game Boy game, basically. Um, so I tried it out again. And I realized that you don't have to do the run and gun um game modes you can just go to a boss and have fun with bosses and i really like that now going through it or whatever i've gone through the bosses the bosses they're so creative they have different stages um it's definitely a sense of like i i like how they're challenging but they're not impossible you know and there is a little bit a little bit of like bullet hell when it comes to it but it it's still like, I really like it. I really do. And I feel like, you know, yes, it would have been on last year's list, but since I it happened to come out for the Switch and that's, I first played it this year, it's like, I have to at least put it on there. It's not going to win or anything. It's not even going to be my personal one, but at least deserves to be on there. Yeah, I can agree with that. And the last one we have for this category is Days Gone. <laughs> days gone like days gone they totally should have put a z but then that would have been like daisy but never mind i yeah. take that back <sighs> um this is one of those games that like i said i didn't get to get physical hands physical. on but i consumed a lot <laughs> consumed a lot around mm-hmm. it um this is this is one of those games and we have another category coming up that i'll cover this on but this is one of those games that i want to play yeah i i do want to and and like i told i've told nick before off air that i didn't want to at first when i was hearing people's reactions and and review to Mm. it because it's one of those i was like man that just doesn't sound that just doesn't sound fun like from what they're experiencing i'm like man i don't know if i want to go through that but i love games that have a really good ambiance especially when it comes to open world and you know this is like i i've never been to oregon I would love to go. Yeah. I like the idea that, you know, that the world's the world that you're in, even though it's dreary because of, you know, zombies, freakers, stuff like that. It's also dreary in a good way because of like the atmosphere, the rain, the traversal, right. you know, just just on the open. Like, I love driving. I love driving and just listening to music. I, you know, <laughs> So I know that's not a great parallel, but the idea of just getting on the motorcycle and going from point A to point B right. just sounds like something that I'm in the mood for. Yeah. And I mean, like going back to what you were saying about like people's reaction to it, I 100% think that this is a case of getting a pre-copy of it like a week before it comes out and making your impressions off of that. Because when I played it, I played it like a normal person, which was the day it came out and the day one patch. 
And so I go to so many different outlets, so many different like trusted people, and all they can do is complain about the bugs and how mediocre it is. But it's like, I feel like in most cases, I feel like the only reason they're focusing on the quote unquote mediocrity of it is because of how many bugs. I feel like if they're, if they would have had a more smooth experience, it would have been, they would have been able to get into it more. That's my personal theory until there's like an alternate universe where they can put day one patches out for reviewers. <laughs> we'll never know. But I honestly feel like this is a case where um, the day one patch fixed the game in a lot of ways. And there were probably still problems by, by many means with the game itself. But as far as like bugs, I didn't, I didn't experience any of them. And so, like, you you were saying, like, how you heard all the bad backlash. And I, like, I tried to get, like, dude, no, don't listen to it. And it's very important. Like, the, there's certain games that you just need to freaking try. You know what I mean? And, like, especially with the invention of, like, Redbox or whatever. And now you can just go down for, like, $3 and rent a game. Honestly, try it out. You know, You don't know if you're going to like it until you actually try it. You know? And the number one criticism that i didn't appreciate is the fact that it's like oh it's just another zombie game okay so name another zombie game that's as open world as this you know the only thing i think comes close is red dead redemption's zombie game because that was like state of decay well yeah yeah okay that's a good point but i haven't played that because i don't have an xbox so that but it's also count. less open world than yeah it's also le- less open world than days gone i know the map is smaller than that mm-hmm. um but the, like not only that but then days gone is a lot more of an action game versus like a survival game which is um stated decay but good point but right. my point is that it's calling it just another zombie game is disingenuous in two ways number one um it's not just another like there's not a lot of games like Days Gone. But then number two, I hate to be a prude or anything, but they're not zombies. They're freakers. And if you play the game and you kind of go through the story, you can see that instead of zombies, they're a lot more like the um, vampires from I Am Legend. They they act a lot more like the I Am Legend vampires than they do your casual zombies or whatever and so like up to the point where like if it's really bright outside you'll see that they'll huddle together somewhere where it's shady and that's super freaking cool like i just love that aspect and then there's just so much that people just ragged on this game and i really feel like it if if we were gonna have a um most overlooked game of 2019 this would definitely be it because i just definitely feel like it it was really overlooked and so many people got a pre-copy of it that it just gave it a bad name and so people didn't buy it and it just really sucks because it's a good freaking game and i haven't even gotten to the point where like the voice acting the mission structure and everything i haven't even gotten to that because it's like it's so hard to defend the rest of it that it's like i you know but if we had to choose personal ones what's your personal best action game of the year probably the one the only you played <laughs> so so here's the thing this this one this one's not going to mean a whole lot from me this is going to be more yours for sure because the only one i really played successfully was world war z and i wouldn't rank it this category at all so based on the coverage and based on what i've consumed from either of the games 
I'm personally going to go with I think Days Gone just based on the fact that this is one I know for a fact. Now, now what I will say to Resident Evil 2 is this is a game I do know I want to play. I mm-hmm. remember playing mm-hmm. the remake, so in quotes, the HD version of the original Resident right. Evil and immediately put it down. I was like, this is a game out of time. I can't. Mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. played this before. I can't play it. This one, on the other hand, now I don't like spoop. I don't, I don't like spooky like games. I don't like spookums, but this one looks like it's something up my alley. Yeah. But if I go off of what I really, really want to get to and put a lot of time into, it would be Days Gone. So that's going to be my my token mm-hmm. one in there. Um, as far as the person who has played more of these, this, like I said, what, what would be your pick? Um, my pick would actually be Resident Evil 2. And I think it's just because Days Gone... As far as maybe like what I would have more fun with, maybe Days Gone. You know what I mean? But as far as like the technical achievement and the overall just everything all put together, Resident Evil for sure. Because in being a more linear game, it has a lot more time to focus on one thing. And so Mm -hmm. I really feel as far as like the polish and everything, Resident Evil is leaps and bounds above Days Gone. You know, yeah, I feel like Resident Evil 2 would be a better game, right? Better game, you know, and I I would argue you would still have fun with it. But as far as like the fun factor, like you said, driving around on your motorcycle, you know, stealth killing a bunch of, you know, looters and stuff like there's just so many instances in Days Gone where it's more fun, like maybe moment to moment. But as an entire experience, Resident Evil hands down. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that takes us to our next category, which is RPGs. Random people gagging. Random peeing goose. Righteous pickles. <laughs> Gratuitous. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, role playing. Ripe games. picked grass. <laughs> what was yours? Ripe riped picked get grass oh right oh that's good nice summer yeah, day summer yeah, days nice summer day. make me feel gay speaking of summer our first one on the list is division two i see what you did there yeah I did. <laughs> it was more spring though but go on <laughs> this one in particular man what a game yeah what an absolute game i mean what a number two what a number two. Yeah, no. Uh, and number two in a good way. No, with with the Division 2, Division 1, I loved what they tried to do. Yes. Now, Division 1, I feel like, suffers from the watchdog syndrome where what they showed initially is not in total what we got. Also, the launch, played on launch night, terrible experience. So, I mean, that's kind of expected in video games, but like, there just wasn't a lot to Division 1. It just felt kind of hollow to me. Like it's one of those that I I, I I'm not really sure what what caused that. But jumping into Division Two, I think if memory serves, I wasn't planning. I don't remember if I was planning on picking it up or not. I don't remember if that happened. But you didn't I remember plan on it. But then you were part of Threat X Reproduction, so you ended up yeah. picking it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it's like okay, yeah, it was like last minute. Okay, yeah, let's go ahead and pick this up. Yeah, and I am it. so glad I did. This mm-hmm. is. Probably one of my favorite games of the year just because it did what Division One tried to do and went so far forward. Mm. It basically is the proof of it, it, it is the now example of what a ongoing game, a games as a service should be. Should be, yep. 
everything is perfect about it. Uh, I mean, of course, there's little nitpicky things, but I mean, they're, they're not enough to make to make me deter away from the game. The shooting feels a lot better. Mm-hmm. I think the level levelization's a lot better. Um, you know, I think <laughs> it's one of those that I haven't been a loot game guy mm, for a long yep. time, but it wasn't until I hit, I think, level 10 when I started getting these drops and I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's continue. Get let's, it. <laughs> like the grind went on from there and uh, it's a game I plan on platinuming. Right. But it's just it's I think I think I'm level 30 now. Um, I don't think I finished the last mission of the campaign, but I plan on doing it for sure. Like it, this is one of those that it, it completely caught me by surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just taking like, obviously we have to compare it to destiny and the fact that destiny went from destiny to destiny. What was it? Fallen King or kingdom? Uh, it went, it went destiny. Uh, the next big expansion was taken King taken King. There we go. So and went, they had the little expansions. So from destiny to taken King, they changed so many like fundamental things about destiny that, you know, destiny two on the horizon actually made me, like excited or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But the fact that they went from taken King to basically back down to destiny vanilla was the worst thing that they could ever do. And honestly, I would like an alternate universe where Bungie got out of the grasp of Activision before destiny two came out, because I would have liked to see what was destiny two's vision before. Hey, let's put all these engrams and in there you know what i mean like i really would have liked to see what kind of game bungie actually wanted to make versus what activision allowed them to make because the thing is is that ubisoft love them or hate of one thing that you can definitely say is that they give their um sure they have deadlines for sure i mean I, i won't say that but at the same time it's like they they allowed their team to take what was good about division one and iterate on every single thing, you know? And it's like, it, you don't see that a lot. And I think destiny is just, it put a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths as far as, Oh, I would love to get in a part of division two, but you know, it's just going to let me down like before. And it, it doesn't, it, if anything, it's even better now because they've had time to iterate on it. And it's just, it's great. So yeah, I mean, they've just made everything better. Um, so second one is Days Gone. Come at me. It is an RPG, just as much as Division is RPG. Anybody who's all like, oh, Division and Days Gone aren't RPGs, when a key component component of everything is leveling up. Now, there are certainly games out there like, like, uh, you put Far Cry New Dawn, you fucker. Um, like Far Cry 5 would be a perfect example of the leveling really doesn't make any difference technically you just get more skills but it's not really an rpg division days gone they're rpgs come at me bro but anyways days gone there's not really anything more i can say about it other than the rpg-ness of it is nice um and i like how it does almost kind of a spider-man thing where you go to certain places and you get upgrades so like for instance your health you can pick up the stem pack essentially and you can choose do i want more health focus or stamina and so each like so you could just focus on being a tank and so you know giving yourself a bunch of health or you can do a lot of focus too so it's really cool i i really like the rpg and like getting new you know upgrades to your bike upgrade yourself everything so yeah 
Uh, next one is Dauntless. Dauntless. Now, this is another <clears throat> game that Nick wrote me in on. Mm-hmm. Um, never been a big Monster Hunter player, any kind of game similar to that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Dauntless also surprised me when it comes to like a kind of ongoing game. It is an RPG because it has obviously kind of the kind of base DNA of what Monster Hunter is, but at the same time, the how great it is multiplayer wise. The fact of it, it kind of differentiates the formula, especially based on the fact that it's a free to play game. So if you know you've got Fortnite, which is a free to play game, you've got Apex, which is a free to play game. If you don't feel like shooting stuff with your friends, let's go and hunt a monster together. Yep, and like scavenge it. And really put some work into it. And again, I'm sure that Monster Hunter does all this better than Dauntless does. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it's a polished, you know, AAA game. But Dauntless, again, is free to play. It's yep. also cross-play. So the barrier to entry is almost non-existent. Yeah. Now, I will say, unless they fixed it, that hub world is god-awful. Oh, yeah. that It is god-awful, and that's where you can really tell it's a free-to-play game because like, the part that you would think would not be the most labor-intensive apparently is because I can't tell you how many times I had frame drops, how many times everything was just slow, and it was, um, you know, just playing on a PS4. I'm like, oh, my God, PS4 Pro, actually. Just, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But the actual gameplay itself, the hook of what you're doing is smooth, 100% yeah. smooth. Matchmaking's great. Everything works just, I mean, just completely... Pr- you know, properly. And it's, it's fun. It's, it's genuine fun. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to what you said about like monster hunter. It's like, I know there's plenty of people who'd be like, Oh, but monster hunter is so much better. And yeah, I, I can agree to, I played the beta for it and I can definitely attest to the fact that there are like eight times as many different ways that not only that you can build your, um, weapons, You know, but also, like, the way you can take down, like, being able to, like, you know, throw down something that makes them feel sleepy and, like, so many different, like, strategies. Yes, it has it. But once again, it's a triple-A game, whereas this is a free-to-play game uh, that also came out this year. (laughs) Yes, there's Iceborne, but that's that's an add-on. You cannot count that. I'm sorry. Um, But, yeah, Dauntless, like, what... When it came out, it's like I what I attested it to is like, you know, there's Destiny. Destiny's really cool. But it's like imagine going through a raid, which is almost like what the same feeling of like hunting a monster or hunting a behemoth at this point. But like going through that raid and every time you go through that raid, you actually get something from it. <laughs> because the thing about Dauntless is, is that what regardless of like maybe how good you are or how grindy it is one thing that is 100% apparent is that when you go into a uh when you go into um a hunt you come back with actual tangible items uh whereas destiny everything is a roll you know and so it's like you have like a 1% which granted it might be way different nowadays or whatever I don't know I don't play Destiny but it's like you do a raid and you have a 3% chance of getting that Galahorn or whatever the fuck it was you know what I mean and it's like but you but what do people do they just keep playing that same thing over and over and over again because that's the only place you can get a Galahorn now imagine if instead of having to play over and over again to have a chance at the Galahorn 
Instead, you played over and over again to get materials to build that Galahorn yourself. Like, that to me is what sets Dauntless apart from just RPGs and live services in general. Is that I just feel so accomplished. Not only that, but being able to, like, land a hit on, like, uh, the snout or the tusk or the beak of something and then there's this nice little pop animation and then bing right in my inventory i got a beak i got a tusk i got a physical item from attacking a specific part of an animal once again this is 100 something that you can do in monster hunter i get that but i've never played hunt monster hunter and part of it was I never wanted to spend too much money on a game and then end up not liking it versus this once again, like Nate said, barrier of entry is non-existent. You get to play and I get to play with people from Xbox. Like that's, that's like mind blowing. Like I can just play with whoever PC, Xbox, Switch, whenever it comes out, PlayStation 4, anybody can freaking play this and it just works. That's the thing. It just works. And that is just 100% a reason to just love this game. So la 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 remnant from the ashes what if dark souls had guns that's remnant from the ashes that's the easiest way of putting it now there are a lot of like subtle nuances to the game that actually i feel like in certain ways like make it a lot more a lot better than dark souls because i feel like it at least has a really good narrative versus dark souls you have to dig at it a little bit more and it's a lot more about like environmental storytelling remnant from the ashes still has that but i feel like a lot of it's a lot more straightforward and everything um and you can play through the entire thing co-op so that's kind of nice i like that um the rpg nature of it like there are certain rpg things like you can only get um by accomplishing certain things like defeating a boss is a good example you can get a material from defeating them one way and then there can be like a secret way of defeating them that you can get a different material and so you get like maybe a different gun or a different ability or something like that it's really cool and just how deep the mythology of it is great now on top of all that imagine dark souls but every time you played the game it was different that alone makes Remnant from the Ashens awesome. Now, granted, you get to physically, you get to um, decide when you re-roll. But basically, I can re-roll an area, and now everything's shifted. Now, granted, like a lot of it is very tile based, so it's like I've seen that tile before, but instead of that tile being over here, it's over there, and so it just keeps it fresh. But not only that. Um, so that you do manually, you have to manually re-roll the area. But another thing that happens is the enemies themselves shift. So even though it's like, I know there's going to be two people over here, but they're, they feel alive. Whereas like there, there are two of them, but maybe they've walked around. So now they're over here instead of over there. And just little things like that make it feel like it's more of a lived in world because like dark souls, they're always in that area and you can always expect them just like, there's that one guy and he's just standing there. And every single time you go to that area, he's standing there. And there's a lot of areas where like I would go up to expecting something and then it would be a completely different boss. 
the the bosses are like the dungeons are another thing where it's basically the sewers, but they're dungeons. Let's face it. Um, those are also 100% randomized. And not only that, but like the bosses themselves are also randomized. So it's just like, there's so much randomness about it, but also it's very much like dark souls where once you learn the attack patterns and how to uh, counter certain things, it's so, so much fun. Yeah, that, that one's all you 100%. That one I <laughs> yep. did not cover. So that one I will leave to you absolutely. Um, sec- uh, another one we have on the list is Borderlands 3. Mm-hmm. Again, pattern here. Game that I did not get to get physical hands on, but one of those that... Um, so for me, this year I decided to play, to actually give Borderlands 2 a shot again. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first time, technically, I played it when it first came out and it just didn't scratch the itch. It just, I, I couldn't get into it. It was one of those that I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure what it was. And so I decided to give it another try and I got a lot far. I really, I think only got through the first level when I, when it first came out, to be <laughs> honest. So I really didn't give it much of a shot, but I got through, you know, a good part of the game, um, probably close to the maybe middle i mean it it was it was a good portion Mm -hmm. um and i enjoyed what i played but it it felt like a game at a time like it felt felt like an older game yeah and Mm -hmm. with all of the advances that we've had recently with many different games it's getting hard to play some of those old games unless you had played them originally yeah definitely so borderlands 3 looked to basically fix all the problems that i had with that specifically it it, from from what i've seen it looks like it felt a lot better um it looks like it was kind of the same same game except you know with you know some nuances about it you know of course new heroes Mm -hmm. things like that but um this is one of those that i i really do want to jump into at some point when my catalog is clear (laughs) because so never okay so never yeah pretty much (laughs) Uh, yeah this will be on the back burner for a while um, but yeah, it, it, it looks to, it looks like the Borderlands, Borderlands game I've always wanted. Yeah. And I mean, I can definitely attest to, I, I bought it for uh, black Friday or whatever. Um, and it's definitely, um, they actually had a free trial the other week. So I wish I would have remembered to tell you about it, but, um, yeah, yeah, had a, yeah, yeah, sorry, <laughs> but it's, it's really good. And just like you said, everything about it is just kind of modernized. I'd say from the look of it, because yes, it still looks like Borderlands, but until you actually get to see it in action, it's really hard to describe. Cause like, even if you just look at a video and it's a 1080p video of it, it's really hard to describe exactly why, but it definitely looks different in action when you're actually playing it. Cause a video can be very deceptive. I think from actually playing it yourself. Cause I was the exact same way where it's like, I don't really, I don't want to try it out. It's just like, that's just another borderlands. And especially from all the reviews, that's all I saw was that's eh, just another borderlands. I don't really care, but actually getting my hands on it, sliding around, doing a ground pound, like doing all these, like mantling is another one doing all these things where it's like, I just expect that from my first person shooters nowadays and being able to actually do them. is like, okay, like, I actually really like this game. Not only about, but like, even just playing split screen on, you know, a, even on the PlayStation 4 version, it just because of the graphics and maybe the way that it was designed, I just don't feel like it was that great. I feel like it's much more optimized as a split screen experience now, you know, and I really like that. Um, 
And then obviously just everything RPG about it. Yes, please. Absolutely. Like being able, if you're standing in a puddle and um, some sparks go off, the entire puddle goes sparky. If you're standing in a puddle and someone throws acid in it, the entire puddle goes to acid. It's like little touches like that, that it's really like a hundred percent quality of life. If, if we're being honest, but yeah, it is essentially borderlands two better modernize and that's totally okay um speaking of totally okay but obviously super freaking awesome star wars uh fallen order um i i will be the first to say this is probably one of the best star wars games of all time um i am obviously the first to ever say that i don't think anybody else has ever said anything like that ever 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 yes i'm being facetious but anyways star wars is just seriously one of the best games and i feel like the reason it's one of the best games isn't just because of the way the combat makes you feel like a jedi the way the powers make you feel like a jedi but it makes you feel like you're a part of the star wars universe you know force unleashed yeah it did a it did an okay job it made you feel like a badass but i feel like they could have done the same thing in any other universe and it wouldn't have made a difference this is the first one i really feel like i'm playing a star wars game now caveat yeah i haven't played like knights of the old republic i didn't have an xbox back in the day just like i don't have an xbox now so i never played those but i've even heard people who've played those who still think that this is a better game overall in the mechanics and everything so this is the only one i will come at you for come at me (laughs) um i don't necessarily know i don't necessarily know how i feel about fallen order being an rpg what? So I think it's got I think it has some RPG mechanics. So I guess I guess to me expound what what categorizes this as an RPG to you. The fact that you can grind and level up and get, you know, more health. like it's an RPG. Like I didn't I didn't even think that was a question, honestly. It's one hundred mm. it's one hundred percent an RPG. I'm sorry. Hmm. It's still good nonetheless. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would give it, I don't know if I would give it this category of best RPG, but I mean, the game itself is, is definitely good nonetheless. I mean, I, I can see what you're saying with some, some of the other mechanics on there. Um, hmm. The next game. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, now the last game we have on the RPG list is Far Cry New Dawn. Which is definitely an honorable mention because mm, that game This is where ass. we'll agree to disagree. So it's not that it's a bad game. It's just that the RPG-ness of it is completely unnecessary. So here's my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. I think that... Far Cry 5 tried to do this template of being more of an RPG Far Cry game. It was less, it may, it was story focused, but I mean, with Far Cry 3, Far Cry 2, it, older Far Cries, you're going from one place to the other. You know, you're, you have like side quests along the way, but it's definitely more of a linear, like point A to point B kind of thing. With this, with Far Cry 5, they try to make it a little bit more open and give you more player choice. Like, hey, you can conquer it this way or that way or do this mission like that. And there was, of course, leveling and, you know, things like that, but it wasn't, it was still like a Far Cry game. New Dawn basically decided to up the ante on that and make it completely more of an RPG 
in terms of like mechanics and style than Far Cry 5. And I think it actually worked, at least for me. Far Cry 5, and we, you know, if you've listened to our stuff before, you know, we didn't end very high on Far Cry 5. You know, it mm-hmm. was the ride, the first half of the ride, in my opinion, was great. It was fun and it was a Far Cry game. But the latter half was just like, mm. this I did not feel that way whatsoever. From start to finish, I enjoyed everything about it. And I think it was because this is a game ass game. Like, this is 100% a video game. And it just felt right in the moment. Like, I knew everything I was doing was over the top, but it made sense in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of the stuff I really enjoyed. I liked the fact that, you know, you were grinding for, like, material currency. You didn't have money. You didn't have anything like that. Um, you were grinding for, you know, ethanol and stuff like this. And, you know, I like the fact that the guns had stats, you know, and you focused on that and you've, you know, not necessarily repaired them, but you fixed them up. Um, and I don't know everything about it. I really, really just enjoyed. And this, this probably honestly would be my pick. Yeah. I don't know. I, I completely 1000% disagree with the like the fact that it's the best RPG of the year. If this is the best RPG of the year, then you just didn't play enough RPGs. <laughs> because yeah, no, like, no, no, no. The, the, here's the thing. The RPG-ness of it is just so unnecessary. Because really all it does is gate you off from certain areas. That's really all it does. Or make certain enemies more hard arbitrarily that's the thing is that everything is arbitrary i will agree that it's a fun game and it's and it's you know a good romp around the post-apocalyptic pink world or whatever i will agree to that but to call it one of the best rpgs of 2019 is just like no absolutely not oh no 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 no. i have a different pick than that no this is my like in terms of if i categorize everything about it like my general enjoyment on it Mm -hmm. from all the games on this list it would be up there for me okay yeah um because i genuinely enjoyed it way more than five and it was uh far i had low expectations going in like far cry 5 really beat me down and they were pretty much met or exceeded i mean everything it's one of those that i am two trophies away from platinuming it and the last far cry game i did that on was three yeah. Now, I mean, it's, a, is it's because fun. of the multiplayer tro- trophies. Yeah, but, it, it's yeah. fun, and I will definitely agree to that. And as far as, you know, just an overall game, yeah, it's good. Like, absolutely, it's just, it's fun. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to rag on it too much. However, if you are going to, from this list, if you are going to choose one game as the RPG of the year, what would be your personal one? Division 2. Okay. I feel like that's an easy one to agree on. Um mm. Uh, just to be uh, Nick, uh, I will say, um, I don't know, either, uh, I'd have to say Remnant as my personal one, just because of just how it feels and the way the leveling really works on that. And once again, the randomness of anything. But if we had to pick the TX3 RPG of the year, Division 2, I think, is a pretty easy one to agree on. So that's one. That's the one we'll make the TX3 Divi- or RPG of the year is Division 2. Um, so moving right on to the best shooter of the year. We got Apex Legends, um, Division 2, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So um, Apex Legends, we'll start with that one. That was like the first one that technically released. And I think the number one thing, other than that we have a podcast about it, hey, you guys should check it out. 
other than we had a podcast about it, so we thought it was good enough to create content about. Other than that, I feel like Apex Legends, the number one thing you can take away from it, it was the biggest, like, not only literal surprise, (laughs) but it was the biggest surprise of just, here's a battle royale that I actually really, really enjoy. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that I'll give it to is because in a time where we had Fortnite and, you know, we had PUBG, this one really came out and was like, oh, hey, here we are, you know, and you had sure you had Blackout. People enjoy Blackout, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. still enjoy Blackout, which is, you know, good for them. But Apex Legends, if I had to pick a battle royale, it would be Apex Legends just because Titanfall Universe, love everything about it, feels great. Everything about it is in terms of the general gameplay itself, you know, all the other stuff aside you know just the political kind of stuff about it behind the development of the game aside as a game it feels phenomenal it feels like titanfall with a giant map and you are trying to survive till you're the last squad standing i mean it Mm. it just so good so incredibly good yeah i mean the what makes it like well, I'm just going to say it right now, for my personal, this is the best shooter of 2019. And what makes it the best shooter of 2019, so maybe we should have saved it for last. But anyways, the, what makes it the best shooter of 2019 is just how everything feels. The momentum, the movement, the the shooting, everything about it just feels so great. And it really, like... PUBG, you can feel however you want to feel about it. You can say that that's the one you prefer. But if you can say for a second that PUBG runs better than Apex Legends, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to say that objectively, Apex just runs better. And it usually is a better game objectively. I'm sorry. There's nothing really subjective about it. Now, Are there similar bugs? Are there, you know, things that go wrong about Apex Legends? Yes, yes, definitely. You can't deny that. And I'm not sitting here trying to deny it. But as far as just running better, I'm sorry, Apex Legends runs better. I would say that even more so than Fortnite. And that's just because one thing I think that makes this leaps and bounds above any other uh, uh, Battle Royale for me is the fact that it's first person. Yes, there's a first-person mode in PUBG. I understand that. But it was optimized <laughs> being very <laughs> being very, very liberal, uh, with, liberal that. with that word. But it was optimized for a third-person shooter. So, yes, there's a first-person mode. But whereas Apex Legends was built ground up for a first-person and the momentum and everything supports that. Um, and then Fortnite... Fortnite is just such a joke and not in the sense that it's like a bad game, but it's just, they take everything way to, to a silly degree. Like their sticky bomb isn't like a C4 that sticks to a wall. It's a plunger that sticks to a wall. And I'm just like, why? I, I get it. It's for everybody. And it's hitting the biggest demographic of all the Fortnite of all the battle royals rather. I get it, but it's just how much of a joke it is. How much everything is just so silly. I don't like that. I can laugh in Apex Legends because of characters, because of like what people say, what happens in the game. 
but it's like you quote unquote laugh, which I don't laugh at Fortnite, but I laugh at Fortnite just because, oh, it's this silly game. Let's just have fun. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. Whereas like the characters is what makes Apex Legends. Like you get to connect with them. So yeah, like I said, we should have done this one last because Division 2, we've already talked about that. However, let's get to Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Like thoughts on that. Oh my God! Okay, so <laughs> let's not get political with loot boxes and stuff. Okay, so so this one this one's gonna get me because, man, I Modern Warfare is the Call of Duty game that we've been looking for for a long time. Yeah, um, it is. It went back to the basics. Literally went back to the basics. Um, with it being Modern Warfare, of course, people are like, you know, oh, is it, what is it, blah, blah. It, it, you know what? It works. It's good. It's a fantastic story. It's a great story. Um, it, fantastic stuff. I, I don't know. But it, it, in terms of how it feels, everything about it, it's next gen Call of Duty as much as you can get. I mean, the, the, you know, the new engine work that they did with it, basically just changing mechanics to make it, it, it honestly, the best comparison you can make for Modern Warfare is it's if Call of Duty, and Battlefield had a baby, you know, and that works yeah, in yeah. most ways. And in some ways in a bad way, it also applies as well. But this feels like the call of duty that I loved and multiplayer. So this is where, this is where it's going to get me because technically in gameplay, I feel like apex legends is better. Yeah. I feel like I love modern warfare more. And that could just be because nostalgia. Cause I mean, it, there's still stuff that's not working with modern warfare. Like, at launch, you had issues with the, the claymores were the biggest thing. The fact of you could restock multiple claymores, you know, per person and the reach on those lasers were so extensive. You could be halfway down the hall and you still get killed by it. I mean, there's a lot, there's still stuff that doesn't work with modern warfare and it frustrates a lot of people and stuff that they need to balance out. But it still, it still feels good. Mm -hmm. Like black ops four was a huge disappointment to me and most everybody else, you know, primarily because of loot boxes, but also it just didn't feel new. It feel, it it feel, it felt and look like a lesser version of black ops three. Yeah. And I loved black ops three, but modern warfare, it's definitely one of those that if they continue, if you know, at this point, if they just fine tune it, then they'll be good. I mean, this is a good formula that they they are starting with, with, you know, going forward into actual next gen. Um, I can't wait to see what comes next. Yeah. Um, So so if we're talking about the game itself and how it actually plays, then yes, it is a very good game. It is a very polished game. Um, I love being able to like mount up on a corner and do, 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 do. Um, so if we're talking about just the mechanics themselves, the mechanics themselves are very good. But the unfortunate thing is, and the reason why it's definitely nowhere close to my best shooter of the year, is those negatives that you have to talk about. You have to, if you mention Modern Warfare, you have to mention the fact that it is a camp fest. And it's 100% because of the way they designed the levels and the way they design things like claymores, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that is one thing that even professional Call of Duty players are just like this game encourages camping. But what makes it worst, what makes it even worse is that folks, come in close, come in close, come on close. That's the way they designed it. 
if you go to interviews and everything, they designed it for casual people. They designed it so that people would, that everybody can enjoy it. That's not inherently a bad thing. And me and Nate have been 100% components for like, oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with making it. For, but in this particular sense, making it so that camp, campers can have way more fun than a normal person. The only reason they wanted campers to have fun is to sell more copies. That is the only reason that they wanted to make it camping fun. But the fact yeah. that they just outright in an interview, oh, yeah, we made it this way so that, like, noobs could play and have fun with it. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. I, uh, I, I really yeah. have to stress that. I have to stress that there's nothing wrong with wanting new people to have fun. There's nothing wrong with that. But catering everything to new players is exactly how franchises die. Go back to Street Fighter. Go back to even like some of like uh, like Smash. A lot of people still prefer like Melee over some of the new iterations because they made it way too casual and they made it go back to Street Fighter. Street Fighter Five was freaking ridiculous, but actually probably for the exact opposite reason. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things that kind of goes into what I was saying about the negative part of it mm. feeling like Battlefield is this is the least rushing Call of Duty. Like Call of Duty is for people like it's it's a very casual game, but most everyone rushes in Call of Duty. Yes. You don't hardly, I mean, you do have campers for sure, but more often than not, most of the players are going to be rushing and being aggressive. This one, more people are definitely on the offensive and you're right. Defense. It does cater to that kind of player to yeah. be on the defensive camp. You know, and, and see, the thing is, I feel like for a lot of people is that even though there were plenty, there's always been campers. Campers, in my opinion, have always been a problem in Call of Duty. And when you always get up to that one person and it pisses you off, but 90% of the time in the past, um, the way they designed everything is, yeah, sure, you could camp this area, but there was always a way to counter it. In this one, I feel like there are so many so many instances where it's like this was made to camp and there's no real good counters against it. And that's, right. I think, what makes it so egregious in that sense. So as far as personal shooter of the year 100% apex legends what about you as a tx3 yes apex legends personal it's it's i'm, I'm on the fence between apex legends and call of duty because there's something yeah. about call of duty that still draws me back to it and makes me want to go back it's, to it it's the feels I mean, i'm let's, less let's i'm less honest. i, I am less frustrated feels. playing apex legends than i am modern warfare See, so I feel like I feel like that makes Apex Legends just uh and let's just talk about mechanics. Mechanically speaking and the way that it actually connects and everything is just so much better. So I mean personally and for TX3, I feel like it's just a better game. Um you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff we could get into for the loot boxes and like you know, the stupid uh yeah, we could get into that, but we won't. Um, next up, best indie title of the year. Um, one I personally just had so much. I literally just finished it. So, you know, it's definitely on my mind. But also, it just has a really good narrative. It's called Arise. Um, and I just, it's so gorgeous. And it's like, and it's unique is the best way to put it. Because, um, like, it's a 3D platformer, so that's super simple. But the way you kind of manipulate the world and the way you 
explore the world is just so unique and it finds a way that every level there's something different about it you know like a lot of games especially like 3d platformers or just platformers in general it's like okay here's the normal jump now you have to do a double jump and it'll find interesting ways of each level has your normal stuff but every single level there is something different about it like a perfect example is the very first level um, you can manipulate kind of time. You can make it go forwards and backwards. If you go backwards, everything's snowy. If you go forwards, it turns into like spring and fall. And now everything is like the snow melts. And because of that, the water rises. And so all the different puzzles and stuff that you had to go through to get through the level based on, you know, oh, I need to get to this ledge, but I can't reach it. So I reverse time to make it snowy. And now the snow built up so I can get up there. Oh, I need to get over here. So I raise the level and I'm on this wood thing to get up there. So that's just one level. Then the next level, instead of um, building on that and getting you know, like, cause most platformers, they would build on that. So now you just have more difficult version of that. Right. Right. So instead level two is a completely different experience because now you're in this, you're basically like uh honey. I shrunk the kids where, you know, the bugs are really big and the, like there's these huge dandelions. And so everything is built around, um, like, for instance, there's a part in that in the second level where you're changing the time of day. And then based on the time of day, the sunflowers will follow the sun. Mm. And so the platforming is you're platforming on top of these sunflowers and you're changing the time of day to change the angle of the sunflower. Mm. And so every single level, there's something unique, whether it be like lighting, um, whether it be snow, whether like it changes so many things, each level that you don't know what to expect next. And that's what makes it so much fun. So yes, obviously you can't really talk about much about it. So we'll talk about Cuphead a little bit more. That was once again, that's more of an honorable mention because, um, you know, it came out on the Switch Tech and I. What is Ape Out? So Ape Out is very similar to Hotline Miami, except oh, okay. surprisingly a lot more stylized and a simple art form. Okay. I'm um, actually going to take a look at this. Yeah, Ape Out is something that was talked about a lot, I think, last year, especially around later on the, with the Switch launch. But it is, it's so fun because it's so simple. Um, mm-hmm. And it's... So did you ever see that game, Mr. Shifty? Sounds very familiar. It's basically kind of a similar concept, but more Hotline Miami because you're an actual like person. Um, but you're Nightcrawler as well. So you have like the teleportation ability. So, oh, so Mr. Cool. Shifty itself is super fun. But Ape Out is fun because it's kind of a power. It's a puzzle game, but it's also like a power like fantasy because you're this giant ape that's just crashing through walls and like beating the crap out of people and you know trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to best complete the level but also you're causing a lot of massacre <laughs> and it's so it's, yeah it's one of those that it's stylistically really cool um it's definitely not the most stylized indie game that's come out you know you could think of mm-hmm. cyanara wild hearts and you know a lot of uh, again going back to these are the games that we've played and we've yeah. kind of consumed okay um, i'm watching it now i can totally see what you mean yeah it's super fun I will give a shout out, speaking of another game, to Untitled Goose Game. 
that is that is one that I do want to try out because I've heard nothing but great things about it, and f- f- I th- and I think that one is actually nominated for best indie of the year. Like I know, yeah, I do believe so. Yeah. So I mean that that's gotten a lot of praise from a lot of people. So I do want to shout that out because that is another game. Like I said, we didn't get to, but I do want to recognize the power that it has had among a lot of gamers. But yeah, Ape Out is just pure fun. It's it's yeah. especially something that if you just want to like just zone out and do something, just beat some stuff up and kind of have some slight puzzle uh, mechanics, I would highly recommend Ape Out. Yeah, it looks really fun, you know, like as far as um, this one's hard because um, the indies, I feel like e- either one of us, we never like the other the other um, things we've had best shooter, but actually we've at least had a similar game that we've played. Whereas this, I, I feel like this is more personal. Arise is my personal of the year and ape out sounds like your personal. So I don't think we'll have a TX three one of this one. So m- let's move on to the good one. Oh, ho, 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 ho. the good one. Biggest disappointment of uh, 2019. Let's just go through it real fast here. We got Anthem Mario Kart tour, Call of Duty Mobile, Ready Set Heroes, Breakpoint, Call of Call of Call of Flower. Kingdom <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Three, and Wolfenstein Youngblood. So, um, couple of callouts as far as you know, Anthem. Obviously, I feel like we don't really even have to go into it. Like, no. if you've heard of Anthem, you probably. And yeah. here's the thing that makes Anthem one of the big. I don't think this is my personal biggest disappointment. This is one of the because when I played the beta to this, oh my freaking god, the gameplay itself, not the RPG and like just the actual absolute way they just effed up this game but the gameplay itself flying around hovering shooting even though you literally have like one gun that you shoot the entire freaking game like that that's the things i'm talking about as far as like oh my god they completely screwed it up but the the shooting and just the feel of the game itself the momentum and everything like it was really cool like flying around as freaking iron man like dude if they would have landed it eh, landed it Uh um if they would have landed this just right, this could have been the game of the year. That's what makes this the biggest disappointment is that this could have been the game of the year. Cause dear God, the way it feels, even as the big like Colossus one where you're the big tank and you shoot mortars and stuff, even flying around as that one, just the, the, the feel of flight, they 100% nailed. And so that's what makes it such a disappointment is cause they took something that was just such an awesome concept and flubbed up the rest of the goddamn game. Yeah, this this is one of those that um, I think this is going to be our pick. There's a couple that I personally want to touch on. Yeah, right. Um, but with Anthem in particular, the most fun I had with this game is the tutorial. Yes. <laughs> yep. And it's one of those, once you jump out of the tutorial, you realize that this was a game from the very beginning that had a troubled development. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the tutorial I loved. Oh my God. I'm like, man, this feels fantastic. The moment I got out of the hub world into the mm-hmm. first mission and I'm trying to pay attention to what the story is telling me with, you know, my, the person who's in my ear, but I'm distracted and I have subtitles on, but I'm still distracted by everyone else around me. That's either fighting yep. or doing something else. So it's yep. one of those. 
Because like, it's one of those that it makes you get in with a bunch of random people. This is yes. this has the same problem that World War Z happened, where I can't just get in with my buddies and have a good time or whatever. Ugh. If this if this was a primarily single player game, but had the multiplayer. Um, multiplayer style of far cry where you have drop in drop out for companions yeah i think it would yeah. work so much better instead of trying to make it like destiny trying to make it like destiny completely botched and also loots i mean there, there's a whole like i can mm. almost guarantee you guys that anthem is going to be our pick because just from top to bottom it's one of those yeah. that it's but as far just, as me go sorry as, go ahead sorry. as far as me personally the two that i wanted to talk about on here yeah to put it to put it briefly, Kingdom Hearts three. Now, before I get yelled at, this game wasn't a disappointment to me. The problem I have with it is I think that it, it I was just in, it's just the wrong time for me to play it because I bought it when it came out. Loved Kingdom Hearts, but I I haven't played Kingdom Hearts two since I was a kid. I mm-hmm. tried to I watched a thirty minute recap of the story, but when I jumped into Kingdom Hearts three, I had no idea what the hell was going on. Yeah, at all one hundred percent, and it also. It, it looks beautiful, but it still feels like the game from PS2. So at that moment in time when I played it, I was like, man, this is just not it for me. I, I'm not saying it's a bad game at all because, yeah. you know, if you love Kingdom Hearts, this is definitely a welcome entry and there's a lot of things it does right. But for me personally, mm-hmm. it didn't vibe with me for this year. Maybe maybe later, but the yeah. main one... Yeah, is which Wolfen- is just for everybody listening, which is why this is called the biggest disappointment and not the worst game. We're not saying yeah. these are bad games, but they're definitely big disappointments. Go on. Wolfenstein Youngblood is a definition of that category 100% because everything about this game should be good. Everything about this game should be good. It Mm -hmm. is... We'll love Wolfenstein 1 and Wolfenstein 2. Wolfenstein 2, I think, is incredible. I absolutely love that game. So we're jumping into the stylized world of Wolfenstein with Nazis, and we're in the 80s with bright colors and like all kinds of crazy stuff. You think this would be incredible. But no, it's botched because of stupid mechanics that they wanted to try to make this as a games as a service. Mm. And, you know, n- not necessarily microtransaction is a part of it, but that's not the biggest thing. The biggest thing is is how they changed the formula of the gameplay. Instead of making it a co-op single player game, they made it like Destiny kind of where you had like raids or like <sighs> bosses. And yeah. it's just they too went too far RPG into it that it just did not make it fun. Yeah. Um. I, do you have anything to say about Breakpoint? Breakpoint, the thing that makes it super disappointing is that what they showed off, and even what the tutorial showed off, is they they marketed this as 100% you're surviving the odds. You're going against the odds. You're It's a survival game. And a lot of people were sold on that. They're like, okay, this looks really cool. But instead, what we got was Wildlands 2. No, and and my thing with that is that it's kind of Destiny One to Destiny Two. They should have just went with. They should have just enhanced on on Wildlands, and they didn't. Like they tried. They did the same thing. This is the this is the biggest blemish Ubisoft has had in a while. They tried to do too much. Tried to make this a loot based game, and it just didn't work. When you are trying to make it to grind to where you can, and that's another thing, you can buy absolutely everything, which is good for they, some people. They did change that just, you know, for all the naysayers. Yes, they did change that. Okay, they did change that. Um, but when you're trying to make me go for the highest level gun, but yet my base gun will do the same exact damage, do the same exact thing that that one does, what's yep. the purpose in me grinding or buying that? I mean, it just... Yeah. 
the economy really ruined this game and what it tried to do. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, is that like Division 2, it being a RPG made sense. But like you said, like if I can just one shot headshot anybody with any gun, why does it matter if it's loot based? You know, it was so, it was so dumb. And seriously, it was really this, the fact that it was just another Wildlands. And if it would have been just another Wildlands, but better, like the division was, I think that's where people would have forgiven it. But the fact that it was just another Wildlands and it was just another Wildlands, like, I wouldn't say it's worse by any means, but I would say that it was just another Wildlands. And it's just, ugh, I hate it. Um, So a couple of the honorable mentions. Ready Set Heroes is a big disappointment because I feel like it's its potential was really fun. It was almost like a Smash Brothers, but it was also a dungeon crawler at the same time. So the main hook of this game was basically you went through a dungeon um, and like, let's say me and you went head to head or something. Uh, you can go up to four players though, but let's say just me and you went head to head. We'd go through identical dungeons. Um, and so, but getting through them, Um, you know, maybe it was randomized where it's like, maybe, maybe I got like a shield, whereas you got like, um, an ax or something like that. So certain things were randomized. Um, but so you go through, uh, so, okay, I'm getting confused. I'm sorry. Um, so you start off and you have like eight minutes or something like that to get through as many dungeons as you can. Um, after you kill uh, an enemy, you instead of getting like X- XP, you got these gems. Each gems had a different color. So red was for attack, green was for health, purple was for defense, and several other colors. So either you could take your time and make sure you got all the gems you possibly could for a level, or you could just run through it so that at the end you opened up a chest at the end of every level and you could get a new spell or a new armor or a new weapon. You know, there's several different things. So there's several different ways that you could go about this. But the problem is not even necessarily the game being bad, but nobody was playing this game. So the fact that it had a multiplayer focus ended up killing it. Um, Then we have Mario Kart Tour. Mario Kart Tour, I... It's just, it's so close to a good thing that that's what makes it disappointed. Because as far as like just a kart racer on your phone, it's actually not that bad. But it's like you have two decisions, either slowly turn or drift but the problem with the drift is that it's either drift or don't turn and that's so dumb i don't understand why they didn't do it like instead of doing that maybe when i start dragging my finger across if i drag it to a certain point i just turn but then if i drag it all the way to the right or to a certain part of the right then i start drifting but I don't know. Maybe they should have made it so that you could do it with two fingers. I don't know. But the point is, is that like, it just, it was either one or the other, either you could drift or you couldn't. And I just didn't really like that because I feel like, I don't know, like it just didn't, as far as a game by itself, it was actually not that bad. If you just ignore the gotcha style and the subscription, oh my God, like seriously, a subscription, screw you. Yeah, the, 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 I think that the only two good mobile games that Nintendo has come out with is Animal Crossing, Pocket Camp, mm-hmm. and Super Mario Run. Cause although you had to pay for Super Mario Run, yeah, it's still a really fun, like, let me play Mario on my phone. Yeah. You know, everything definitely. else. And then Dr. Mario, don't even get us started on yeah, that. Was yeah, a right. absolute travesty. But yeah. 
Speaking of mobile, also shout out to Call of Duty Mobile. Yeah, shout out in the worst possible way because this is 100% a pay-to-win game. You could buy experience. You could buy skins to a gun. Now, here's the thing. When you bought a skin or you unlocked a skin to a gun, you also unlocked that gun. So even if you were level one and just bought a bunch of crap, you could uh, you could theoretically unlock the best gun in the game just by paying for it. And so, like, I had an argument with somebody about how this isn't pay to win. It's like, how? Explain to me how. Uh, yeah, that was that. <laughs> Look, Call of Duty Mobile. Uh, it's one of those that I don't mind. I don't. I truly don't mind it because yeah. it's one of those that I and I. I like I said, I got a new phone. Um, I don't have it downloaded on this one just because I went down in my storage, but it's one of those, if I feel like if I want to play a match of call of duty on my phone, on a map that I love, mm-hmm. I can do that. You know, it, it, it is pay to win and I can see where arguments come in when people talk about this is so is like clash of clans. So is a lot of other like candy crush, you know, you pay for turns, mm-hmm. but again, this is a little bit more egregious because it is, it's one of those, they, <laughs> they took black ops fours monetization and put it in a mobile like it's one of those i think that black ops 4 was a test bed for call of duty mobile well not <laughs> only way. that but it's worse because yeah it is it is worse but it's one of those it's in a market where people don't see it as worse because that's the normal exactly exactly and that's also what makes it scary yeah yeah now we'll see call of duties going forward if they're like like they they look to be <laughs> Activision looks to be course correcting their console hopefully, games. Hopefully. Beca- well, uh, with how much they're hyping up, like the the season one that just dropped for Modern Warfare about it being like the biggest content drop ever, and it's free. Like they are advertising about how it's being free, so true, they're true. really trying to course correct that ship. So you are right, though. Depending on the who the developer is, it might be scary times if this does well. Yeah. If, the point is that if Call of Duty does, if Call of Duty does well. You know, one thing that you can trace um, microtransactions back to, like, is, uh, I think it was either Bejeweled or Candy Crush. I can't remember. I think it was Candy Crush. But, like, Candy Crush made Gangbuster. And ever since then, we had microtransactions like mobile games eking their way into into regular games. So Call of Duty is scary for that reason. But going back to the TX3 biggest disappointment, yeah, 100% Anthem. You know, this the the reason that it's the bad thing, or the reason that it's the biggest disappointment is that everything about the mechanics were fine. Like, shooting felt really good. It had weight to it. Um, Flying was just so cool. The enemies themselves, I would even say there was enough variety and everything. But then everything else was bad. There was one machine gun that you could have. And then getting a new purple machine gun, the only thing that would be different is the stats on it. It wouldn't look different. If it looked different, it was literally a skin. Like, this one was black and this one's white. That's the only thing. Like, so it didn't even try to, like, Borderlands or Destiny it up, where, like, if you look at a machine gun that you get at the beginning of Destiny and a machine gun that you get at the end of Destiny, really the only thing that's different is you know, maybe the fire rate damage and stuff like that. Obviously, numbers is the number one thing that's different. But then it actually looks different. It looks like, oh, look at this badass epic or whatever. Versus you get like a Mastercraft or whatever the hell it's called. And it literally looks like a level one gun. And it's like, why would you do that? 
The only thing that changes from one thing to another is the numbers, and that's the worst thing that you could do. Because the reason, like, uh, Borderlands 3 is a really good RPG as far as, like, a gun RPG is the fact that, like, there are so many different looks to a gun. So even though this gun is almost identical as far as firing rate damage and everything but this one has like a cool radical the drum is really cool like the way it looks is 100 different so i might choose this one over that one just because like it looks badass you know what i mean and so this one it's just like they didn't do anything and especially after the reports from um uh, jason schreier. jason schreier started coming out about how this was you know handled it was so obvious. It was so obvious that it's like, okay, just throw a bunch of guns in there. And it's just like, uh, this gun, this game could have been, this game could have been the game of the year. This game could have been a division two where it's like, this is how, this is how games should be made in the future. Like, ah, uh, so disappointing. So disappointing. So let's get the, to the good stuff. Let's get to the best overall game of the year. And the nominees are... Okay, so we've talked about all these before, so we're just going to go through them. Resident Evil 2, Remnant from the Ashes, Borderlands 3, Star Wars Fallen Order, Division 2. So let's do it like we did before. What's your personal overall game of the year? Even if it's not on this list, add one. Oh, personal overall game of the year. <sighs> mm. So out of the ones, I'm pretty much going to go out of the ones that are on here because, again, a lot of the game, there's a lot of games I wanted to play this year that I just didn't get around to. <sighs> this one's hard for me because Star Wars is such, Star, Fallen Order is such a special game uh -huh. because, like you said, it makes you feel like a Jedi. I have personal problems with it uh, currently based on just the actual gameplay itself. So a prime example would be you can make a big comparison between this and God of War in terms of what it's trying to do yeah, okay, is investing yeah. you into this world and you're the central focus. God of War, I feel like knocks it out of the park because of the story focus, because of all the story elements and the gameplay, they merge together very well. Yeah. With Fallen Order, I feel like the story is phenomenal. You are in, like this is this does not feel like a shoehorned in reference here and there. I mean, this feels like it contributes to the canon of of what we now have, you know, as far as the can canonical Star Wars lore and story. Everything about it fits perfectly and it's incredible. What's keeping me from a lot of things about it is the gameplay itself in certain parts. I just, it, and it might click later on, but right now it's, I'm, I feel like I'm playing a game in, in about eight, like 70% of the time, but the other 30, I'm so invested in the story. Mm -hmm. When it comes to division two story, I didn't play division two with the story. I think the story is, <laughs> is it's the story. Opposite, elements, right? <laughs> yeah. The story elements when it comes to set, pe the set pieces in division two are incredible. The fact of you fighting and shooting through like a, like this is the Smithsonian or, you know, going through like iconic landmarks is super fun. The story is interesting <laughs> and I love all the little side stuff with it. But as a game, th th see, th that's where I'm at. That's where they're different. Star Wars, I love the story and it's such a fantastic game. Division two, the gameplay from start to finish feels phenomenal, feels right, feels just so incredibly fun and so satisfying. Yeah. So 
I'm kind of an in-between of do I want to put Star Wars above Division 2 mm-hmm. or vice versa. Yeah. Um, I think personally when it comes down to it, I am going to give it to Star Wars mm. for the promise of it. Because again, I'm only about uh, a quarter of the way through yeah. it. So I, I'm not completed all the way through with the game. So I'm hoping later on down the line, once I get used to the game, and like I said in the pre-show, I went from playing Batman Arkham Knight, which is super aggressive. I'm getting my ass kicked in Fallen Order, <laughs> even on normal difficulty because I'm being too aggressive. Yeah. So once I f- get the feel of the game and figure out what's going on, I think that this probably will end up being my game of the yeah. year. Um, so I feel like shout outs have to go out to everything on this lens. Resident Evil 2, the fact that a remake can even make it on a game of the year, not just our personal game of the year, but the game, you know, the video game movie or video game movie, <laughs> the video game awards. The, game awards. Um, the fact that they, a remake can even make it on that list and 100% deserve it, I feel like is worth a shout out. Remnant from the Ashes, um, if there was a biggest surprise of 2019, it would win hands down because it's just such a surprise dark souls with guns oh yeah whatever okay and then you try it out and you're like oh no this is actually like really good borderlands 3 um it's just a good game yes it's just more borderlands and you can be good against this bad against it division 2 took what division 1 did but better but the reason star wars is also my personal choice is that what it does, it does good. Now, I do have to disagree with you because the combat, the um, traversal, everything really clicked for me from the beginning. So much so that when I hear people complain about the combat, when I hear them complain about the traversal and everything like that, it goes back to like days gone. It's like, were you playing like a pre released copy of it because when i personally played it i didn't get all the bugs everybody's complaining about i didn't get the traversal like hitboxes that everybody's complaining about like people complaining about the sliding and people complaining about having to grab a rope and they didn't grab it it's like i don't know like i i've never missed a rope and that's like one thing that they felt the need to bring up during their review is like i can't grab this rope and it really makes me want to cry and i'm like it I, I don't see it. I don't see it. This is me personally. This I'll- is me personally. Hey, you got your chance. But the traversal and everything, like, I, I don't see it. So me personally, I love everything about this game, you know? And and the Star Wars, it gets it right in all the right ways. It makes you feel like a Jedi, number one. But more importantly, it makes you feel like you're living in the world of Star Wars. And I feel like that's the number one thing it gets right. The combat and everything else, um, I don't know if it's just because I'm more used to Dark Souls-like games. I don't know if that's just, like, so, like, I I have had so much fun with it. And here's the thing. I haven't had a game in a really long time that I've just been like gleefully, ah, you know what I mean? I haven't had a game like that in a very long time. So much so that like my wife was like, calm down. Can you stop being so loud? And it was just because I was having so much fun or I was like, you know, maybe I was frustrated at something, but it was a, it was an instance where it's like, okay, I got to do this now. I got to try this. I got, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I haven't had a game like that since probably God of War, honestly. Now, I will, to my defense, 
I don't have a problem with the combat at all. The the problem with that is again, I'm just getting my ass kicked. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with right. it. It's just I'm discovering in the early parts of this game, I would have died as a Jedi Padawan in Order sixty six. I mean, I just would not have. <laughs> I just would not have gone. No, no. My my biggest problem is just when I have to. I'm in the I'm the in the beginning of a level and I have to look up a YouTube guide because I have no idea where the hell to go because it's it's kind of confusing in what it's telling mm-hmm. me. That's 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 the biggest problem I have currently is how I feel like it's breaking breaking out of this world for me to pause the game, get on my phone, like how am I supposed to climb this ATAT? <laughs> you know, and, and then like I see, I was like, oh, I just missed it because you know it didn't tell me until I was already way past mm-hmm. it. So it's stuff like that, like some just des- simple design choices that if we're tweaked a little bit better, I don't think I'll be yeah. having as much of an issue with. But like I said, hopefully the farther I get into the game, I'll either get used to that, yeah. or everything else will just kind of blend in around it to where it's not going to bother me as much. Yeah. I mean, my my frustration just comes from, like, the kind of funny people, the layman gamins, and everybody talking about just how it's like, oh, you know, bleh. I don't, I just don't see it. Like, the one of the main complaints being about traversal and how it's like they missed a jump. Never missed a jump, so I don't know what you're talking about. No, I about. did die once. I did die once by the rope because I didn't grab, I was too far away from the rope to grab it. But I do like how the... Re- that is one other thing I'll agree with. The respawns when you're fighting do take a long time. Yes. And I'm yes, playing absolutely. on a pro. Like I am getting on Twitter or opening up a Facebook post yeah, to like true. look at something while it's on. But I do like how when you die during like a traversal part, it just respawns you yeah. like immediately. So I do like how that's the case. Yeah. And I, and I don't know if maybe that's what makes it even more annoying when you do die from a combat is the fact that how long it takes or whatever. I feel like that's something that could be patched out. Not that it's an excuse. I do. I, I 100% agree. Yes. The loading times are way too, way too big. I don't know. It's also just, it's also just something like I'm just used to. And I played a lot of demon souls, dark souls, dark souls to uh, Bloodborne. You know, I played a lot of games like this in a really long load time. I, it's just something I'm – I will say, though, this is probably one of the longer load times, so it is – like, I could see why it turns people off, but it also is just – like, I just don't see it. I don't see the traversal gonna, problems. I don't see why people have problems with wall running. Is it just because I'm better at wall running than you, or is it because something – I don't I, know. I don't get it. I'm going to throw in a movie analogy with Fallen Order. Okay. I think that – this is my personal opinion. I think that Jedi Fallen Order is Respawn's first really good try at this style of game. Okay. Similar yeah, yeah. to how I feel about A Quiet Place, where uh, John Krasinski's first directorial debut being A Quiet Place, I really enjoyed what he was trying to do there. I think that the next one that they do, either John Krasinski or Respawn, is going to far exceed the original. I mean, overall, I, I just feel like even with all its faults, it's still one of the best Star Wars. We can definitely have a debate over which one, you know, is the greatest. But I think the fact that it is one of the greatest is still something to... And be- again, being Respawn's first try at exactly. a single-player game like this. Exactly, exactly. Think of, like, think of like maybe if they would have had maybe just a couple more months or 
you know, they have a sequel, which I feel like they'd have to be dumb not to make this a trilogy or something. But anyways, yeah, the fact that even with all its problems that I don't personally agree with, but I can maybe see where people are coming from, you know, it's still the best game of the year for me personally. And I feel so, like, what? I was going to say, so is it pretty much unanimously TX3s as well? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, obviously we both chose it, so I feel like that was a dumb question on your part. It is, you but I'm used. I'm, I'm, I'm used. I'm, I'm ashamed of myself, so there's something new there. Um. All right. So 2019. This is just an honorable mention, but this is 2019 games wish list. What game did you wish you got to? So, <clears throat> do you want to just break this down by the ones that you've put on there, and then the? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for me, I've got a couple. Sekiro. Sekiro, however you pronounce it. Most people, I think it's like Sekiro. 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 Sekiro is one of those that I have never been a Souls guy, ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I tried to dabble with Bloodborne. I don't think I actually got my copy to work, and so I just never, it's something I never really tried. That being said, when this came out and I saw everything about it, I'm like, I know I'm going to get so frustrated and get my ass kicked at this game. But God, does this look good? This look this looks like a Souls game that I would try. Um, now I feel like Fallen Order is scratching that itch in a very simple mm. way because it is Souls like in a lot of ways. So, uh, but it's one of those that if I can ever pick it up, if it's on a really good sale or if it's like a PS Plus game, it's something I'm definitely going to try. Um, yeah, speaking on that, like I I would add that to my list as well. Um, I am a Souls guy, so I feel like um, this would just be like, I tried out, was it Neo, I think? Oh, I do have Neo downloaded, but I haven't tried it. <laughs> yeah, I tried Neo, and it just, it feels too much like Dark Souls, and so for that, it's like, oh, it's Samurai Dark Souls. And for me, it's just like, eh, I'm good. Like, I tried it, and I'm just like, I'm not interested. Whereas Sekiro, like, it looks like, yes, Samurai, um... <laughs> It looks like Samurai um, Dark Souls, but I uh, everything I've seen from it looks like they they take it and then they put it to the nth degree. Because like the fact that you can stealth certain areas, like that's super ninja. Like I like that. Yeah. Did did you do you remember Afro Samurai? No. No. Okay. Nobody does. Oh, it's a really good anime. Um, there was a game that came no, out. No, I meant the game. Oh, okay, I, meant yeah, yeah. I knew where you were going with yeah. it. The the game the anime is good, but the game is also really good. This reminds me of Dark Souls meets Afro Samurai because the game itself was very stylized. It had, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't. It was a lot more simple combat, but though the, I see what you mean with Neo. It's a very like carbon, carbon copy. Dark yeah. Souls, but with Samurai, where this has a style to it that's definitely yes. appreciative. Um, DMC five is one uh, for Whoa. me that's on on the lowest terms. Um, <laughs> I, I, another one. I have never been a Devil May Cry guy. Um, yeah, right. Devil May Cry guy. I actually jumped in on DMC when that came out, and ooh, you're really pissing off the <laughs> DMC crowd. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I did. I was like, oh. Like there was a lot of parts I watched my friend play probably the last part of it because I, I didn't play it all the way through and there was a lot of stuff that weirded me out and I was like okay that's cool I guess but the gameplay itself I really enjoyed so this coming out looked fun from what I heard a lot of people say they they had a really good time with it and it, it looks like a good this is another one like Sekiro if I get it for a plus I will definitely try it um, but it's one of those that I haven't felt confident enough to justify my purchase to to buy it but it looks fun you have a problem with the microtransactions a lot more than i do which i can wholeheartedly 
sympathize with. But for me, games like this, I don't really focus on those. Um, the last one for me, this one's actually a big one, is Control. Yeah, I Contro- would agree. Yeah, Control, totally. I want to play this game so bad. I was going to pick it up before Fallen Order came out, and I figured they were going to be too similar in a way, like a story game that has a lot of really good moments to it. So yeah. I'm definitely going to wait on it. But Control is one I plan on picking up for sure because this looks like every... from What's funny about this one for all the negatives people have given it are positives for me and yeah, makes right. me want to like, oh, this is a game I think I will thoroughly enjoy. It's a Nate game. <laughs> it's a Nate game. It looks kind of like an infamous meets <sighs> meets limbo slash inside and in terms of aesthetic and like yeah, odd strange okay. world with uh, I would say superpowers, but that's infamous, <laughs> but with like a like a governmental kind of thing to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree. This is one I wish I would have picked up. And I I hate to say it because these people deserve to be paid or whatever. But yeah, if this does become a, a, a PlayStation Plus or goes on heavy discount, like, I think it's just I've never, or not never, I guess. But recently, I just haven't been the type of person to buy a single player game. And I've been renting a lot of my single player games. But this just happened to be one where it's like, it looks really cool and like, Tech, when we're talking about like the technology of it, it just like it seems to be leaps and bounds up there. And I think that's one of the reasons it's in the contending. I don't think it'll win by any means, but it's in the contending of a lot of game awards. Um, but seriously, it just it looks really cool and it's definitely one I'd like to play. Um, also, one that looks really good and I'd like to play is Death Stranding. Like, this, this is one of those that I'm going to need your opinion on it before I before I play it because. <laughs> it's one it's one of those this looks fun yeah, in a right. way again your guys will discover this i'm a very basic ass gamer kojima metal gear games they never clicked for me you know yeah. final fantasy but the idea because you're the, a poser <laughs> the idea of the gameplay of this and the loop mm-hmm. fascinates me it right. really does yeah um i I don't necessarily think I want to play this because I'm a Kojima fan. Like, I am, by all means, or whatever. But at the same time, like, I think it just it looks interesting. And I'm also, I'm definitely one to play a game because of how technologically awesome it is. And I definitely feel like this is technologically just everything I've seen about it. It's a gorgeous looking game. Yes, you're walking 100% of the time or 99% of the time, but it just looks gorgeous and like all the weird story stuff. That's just Kojima being Kojima. So like, I don't know, like sometimes people i feel like focus that on uh, focus on that aspect a little too much they're like why is kojima so weird it's like because he's kojima i don't know like it's like going to an adam sandler movie and being surprised that there's fart jokes it's like what were you expecting the biggest thing that i've heard about death stranding and now that more people have played it and kind of have finished it yeah um is you have a large camp of people who like the game as a whole a large group of people who love the gameplay don't really care for the story. Mm. And that I think is the most, I mean, I don't think there's anybody that likes the story over the gameplay, but I have heard a lot of people say like the gameplay is so fulfilling and so fun. It's just a very nice, simple, like, just a new thing to play. I mean, the story was just kind of, eh. Yeah. I mean, you either like 
hiking or you don't. Like, I feel like that's just the biggest You either thing. like working for Amazon or you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes working for Amazon. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's definitely on my wish list. And then my wish list is definitely to finish Jedi. Because like I said before, I'm definitely one that rents a lot of games. And Jedi was one that I rented. Just because like a lot of single player games in particular, I don't buy anymore. Because I feel like once I beat them, there's very little chance that I would go back to them. Um, and this one in particular, I don't think I would ever go back to uh, unless unless I was to finish it. Obviously, just because like there's not even like a new game plus, so it's like there's little reason to replay it. So for me, I will rent it again uh, just so I can play through the rest of it. Um, but that's definitely on my wish list. So I think it does have replayability in the sense of of the backtracking and you know going through and hundred percent. Well, see, that's world. just completing it in my eyes. Yeah, true, but I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, you do differ on that because like things like Infamous or not necessarily Uncharted, but Infamous more in particular. Like, I love a hundred percenting those games, and that's the same thing here. As I want to, what like for example, planets that I get get my ass kicked on more than others. I can't wait to be more powerful so I can go back to those and discover. Yeah, go back to that damn frog. <laughs> oh, dude, that frog. <laughs> Can we just have stormtroopers? Do we need to have monsters that kick your ass at every turn? Like, uh, I know, but I that's what makes the stormtroopers so fulfilling. Is that it's like the the one number one thing that makes me feel like a Jedi is when you're able to push block at the right time and ricochet their laser back at them. It's yeah. like yes, it's like that moment when that little like um that little symbol comes above your head when you're Batman and you to counter to counter like it made you feel like Batman being able to just time it perfectly and ricochet back a laser like I was having so much damn fun with that and then you get the push ability so they shoot a rocket at you and you just push the rocket back oh yeah yeah and you do the Kylo Ren thing where you like freeze time oh yeah push it back yeah yeah that that is that's quality that's so good yeah, and I mean, that's why, I mean, like, the things it gets right about Star Wars, it gets freaking right. Like, sh- doing this, you know, slow down time or stop time right when they shoot, and you get to see the, the like you said, like, the Kylo Ren, where you just see it in midair. Like, that's satisfying. And no matter how many times, just like calling back your axe from God of War, no matter how many times you do that, it's just so satisfying to ricochet, to stop them in midair, to push back the, no matter how many times you do it, it just feels good. Feels good. Anyways. So those are our personal games of the year and everything. We would like to hear from you guys, you know, best action RPG, best shooter, indie, What's your biggest disappointment? What's your overall? And what's a game you really wish you could have played this year? Let us know down in those comments, or you can go to TX3 Productions on Twitter, ThreadX3 Productions on Instagram. Let us know what you think. Thank you guys so much for joining. I was your host, Nick. And I was your host, Nate. And you keep f***ing that chicken. Sure. Yep. <laughs> and scene. <laughs>